It's the ERP podcast in the era of COVID-19. FUD, fear, uncertainty, doubt. It paralyzes us. It makes decisions harder. It's probably the most harmful condition, a condition with no redeeming value whatsoever, and is more counterproductive than any other course of inaction. But hey, what are you gonna do in the latter stages, or at least we hope they're the latter stages, of the coronavirus lockdown? Quite a bit, actually, and many companies are. We're gonna look at a couple of them today. We're gonna also look at the root cause of FUD and how becoming a digital company can lead your team out of those doldrums. On the show today, we've got Ringo Starr, Howard Stern, the U.S. government IT procurement fiasco and how to avoid that. Selena Zito and a booming farm-to-fork story. Well, not all those people are actually here, but we'll talk about them and how today's digital companies are adapting and changing with the times. It's all here in today's episode of the ER Podcast as part of the consultancy at Profit from ERP. The podcast is being brought to you by the Coalition Partners for Cloud ERP. It's not really an official coalition per se. They don't have actual meetings. But what we've done is pulled together some of the top made-for-cloud ERP shops in the country in a variety of industries, specialties, and expertise. And when we say made-for-cloud, we're talking about partners and resellers for NetSuite, Acumatica, Intact, and a few other cloud-based platforms that can be the backbone of a fully digital enterprise. What they all have in common, these partner companies, is that they've done great work for profit from ERP clients in the past. People, some of them we work for, going back as much as 25 years. These are the folks who can get things done. So regardless of which ERP ends up fitting your company, one of the most critical decisions you're going to make is who becomes your implementation partner. Now, with Profit from ERP Coalition partners, you at least know you're dealing with some top industry experts, people who can deliver on their promises and have done so time and time again. You know, even great partners can make even crap software work wonderfully, and, and a bad partner can take great software and create a huge, kludge mess of epic proportions. Look, at Profit from ERP, we don't sell ERP software at all. We aren't the software implementation consultants. What we do provide is related business consulting and selection methodology that helps our clients use ERP in a more efficient way. We don't sell the software. We don't sell the services. We just sell the profit from ERP. And if we're going to make a claim like that, we need to make sure you're working with a software partner company that knows what they're doing. So if ERP is of interest in your future, contact us at info at profitfromerp.com and we'll set up a short phone assessment to determine exactly what you need. What'll work in your business environment and we'll connect you with the right coalition partner. We'll also send you more information on how Profit from ERP methodology can ensure you get the efficiency and productivity you're looking for in your next ERP project. Just reach out via email, info at profitfromerp.com. One word, ProfitFromERP.com. Back to the ERP podcast. Hey, I'm Gene Hammonds, Practice Director of Profit From ERP. We're a consultancy that helps companies through the ERP selection and deployment process. And everything's designed to maximize profit efficiencies and productivity increases using ERP software. Workflow re-engineering and, and combining some of the most successful methodology from over 400 past ERP projects nationwide and overseas. Think of our consultancy as the wrapper around that entire project. Who to bring in when so that it all comes together at the end like it should. 
Your question at this point might be, Gene, are you really going to try and persuade me to start a digital transformation of my company in the midst of the most unprecedented crisis our business community has ever seen? You use a lot of big words when you talk, huh? The answer is no, we're not here to persuade anyone to do anything. The fact is there are many companies that are dynamically moving forward as we speak. Our goal is to uncover those companies and align our skill sets with their vision for coming out of the lockdown more nimble, digital, and flexible than when they went in. So how do we deal with uncertainty? The big question. We don't know exactly when our state or country will be back open for business. There's a lot of folks saying that everything's changed. We'll never go back to, quote, the old days, unquote. We never saw this coming and we weren't prepared for it. How do we handle it? Well, my old MBA professor, Phil Mizzy, used to say decisions are made based on the information at hand. His class, Quantitative Business Analysis, focused on managerial decision-making and how organizations make decisions at every level. Question, would you make a decision to rob a bank? Well, with the information that very few people succeed at bank robbery and prison is usually the result, your decision is no. But if someone takes a gun to the head of your wife and child demanding you stick up the bank, with that information at hand, the decision may turn out different. So as Phil would say, so what's our information at hand? Now, the sensationalized media full of talking heads with hidden agendas and we're not always aware of, the information there is complete uncertainty. Somebody is saying we might stay locked down till 2022. It's pretty hard to make a decision under those circumstances unless we have better information, unless we have a different source of information. So let's take a look at what some businesses are actually doing during this situation. And instead of sensational, breathless reporting, we start to see some different stories emerging. We see Costco. They, they rolled out an app to replace their membership cards in the middle of the biggest demand spike and daily outpouring of customers, just like it was that peak Wednesday before Thanksgiving, their peak every year, but it happens every day. And then we saw Costco digitizing their sale flyers to react to inventory shortages on a moment's notice. Instead of a, a paper mailer that takes weeks to prepare and distribute, QR codes are sent to Costco shoppers and they can scan that and go right to the website to see what's in stock and what's been updated just a couple of hours ago. Yelp has a new touch-free restaurant delivery app that puts food on your doorstep. My local golf course, Dove Valley Ranch, even has an app for that. It's for touchless check-in. You don't even have to go into the clubhouse. You can book a round of golf, pay for it, and head out to the first tee without ever interacting with anybody or anything. And that's great if your state lets golfers practice social distancing on the golf course, which with my golf balls going all over the place, I'm rarely on the same fairway as my playing partner, so I'm, I'm pretty safe out there. Anyway, we're seeing digital companies roll out new technologies in, in, in this changing environment. And your response might well be, well, Gene, it's kind of late for us. Our systems are older. They seemed good enough until this COVID situation hit, but now we just can't roll out an app for that. Well... You're absolutely right. Yesterday's good enough is now today's disaster. So what's our information at hand? Let, let, let's take a look. Wall Street Journal's Andy Kessler in the April 19th issue, his column is called Upgrade Our 8-Track Government, which is not to compare your business to government. I'm sure you guys are more nimble than that, but it's a good starting point. Andy opens with this joke from the Howard Stern Show where Ringo Starr was a guest. 
and for some of the millennials in the audience, Ringo used to be the drummer for a group called the Beatles. Anyway, Howard asked Ringo, so what did you do with the money? And Ringo bites saying, uh, what money? Which Howard replies, the money your mother gave you for singing lessons. Ha ha ha. So that was the joke. But that's now our question. So what did you do with the money? You may have heard of the story of a Johns Hopkins researcher who discovered a coronavirus antibody test, and they were trying to get it reviewed by the FDA. This was a week or two ago, and it was a test that we, of course, need desperately and, and one that should be fast-tracked uh, now more than ever. It seems the whole process ground to a halt and was held up for precious days because the FDA regulations require all submissions to arrive on a CD-ROM with all the files burned on it. I, I, I hadn't even realized that nobody uses CD-ROM technology to transfer files anymore. I mean, thinking about it, the last two computers I've owned didn't even have a CD-ROM drive. I, I think I have a CD-ROM SuperDrive USB plug-in somewhere that I could pull out. Bought it years ago, but I don't think it's been out of the box in years. The FDA IT budget is reportedly $5.8 billion, and that's every year. So the question to the FDA is, so what did you do with the money? And the truth be told, they were probably having to pay extra just to make sure all their computers they bought still had CD-ROM drives. They're pretty hard to find these days. I, I don't know. But before we go pointing fingers, we need to look at ourselves. Digital companies using cloud-based software to run their enterprises, when the coronavirus lockdown hit and they had to go to a distributed home-based workforce, they hardly skipped a beat. Everyone could connect from home, so business was up and running at 8 a.m. the next day. Lockdown, day one, not exactly business as usual, but they were up and running. Companies that weren't digital, companies using traditional software, had to immediately jump into action to roll out connectivity protocols so that their workers could somehow log back into the office. Meanwhile, digital companies sprung into action rolling out connected apps to better serve customers. So while traditional software companies are trying to connect their workforces, digital companies were connecting to customers and deploying new and creative ways to connect with what was important to their customers. Major crisis, what's more important? Connecting to your customers or connecting to your internal AP clerk? I mean, she does a great job, but it's your customers. It's that, 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 that's your future revenues. Think about your technology budget these past couple of years, and now you've got to ask yourself, so what did you do with the money? Granted, we all thought yesterday's technology was, quote, good enough, and there was no reason to upgrade. But today, a lot has changed. What's our information at hand? The technology budget you put together last summer did not have any information from this April 2020 perspective. The decisions you made at that time were based on information you had at that time, but we're no longer there. It's a new world. And I know I've heard a lot of companies say they want to see what happens conserving capital. I've also heard a lot of companies say they're using this downtime to retool, launch digital cloud-based initiatives. So no matter what happens post-lockdown, they're going to be better prepared to handle any new changes come along. I've also heard of a lot of companies say they're using this downtime to retool, to launch digital cloud-based initiatives. So no matter what happens post-lockdown, they'll be better prepared to handle any new changes that come along. Cloud ERP has been with us for now 22 years. And let me let you in on a little secret. Cloud implementation teams generally just spend a few days at the beginning of every project on site. Why? Well, it's not because they have to, but it's because it makes the customers feel more comfortable. 
you can actually do a cloud ERP implementation completely remote. And several coalition partners have unveiled 30 and 60 day implementations, which I mean, it's just financials to start with. And you bring on the other departments rolling out after that. But think of it, a 30 day implementation with all your people still home based. (laughs) Zoom is a beautiful thing. So we have clients that are moving forward. Now, you may ask, how can they do that, not knowing what the world is going to look like post-COVID? Here's another little secret. People don't change that much. Sure, we're going to see more remote workforces and hopefully less traffic because we're not all meeting downtown to do what we can accomplish via Zoom. But some companies are going to really prosper and some are going to fade. And it really kind of crosses lines that we didn't even think of before. Let's take a look at South Mountain Creamery. Salita Zito, the columnist for the Washington Examiner, wrote a piece April 21st. It's called, While the Economy Goes Bust, Farm to Table Goes Boom. She talks about a Middleton PA dairy farm that milks their own cows, pasteurizes and processes milk, cream, butter, yogurt, adds eggs, produce, and meat from other farms, and delivers it to homes. They've got over 10,000 deliveries that are handled by a fleet of trucks. And so... The local food movement has been growing South Mountain's business for for a few years, but the coronavirus pandemic just exploded demand. So much so that sourcing their printed glass milk bottles now has a 10-week backlog. They, They can't source egg cartons quick enough to deliver all the eggs they have. Meanwhile, same day, the Wall Street Journal had an article talking about traditional dairies, the guys that sell to grocery chains, they're considering dumping milk and eggs because they're not bringing enough in in price to cover the hatchery costs. This is supply chain disruption. And it's not just going to happen to dairy. It's going to be everywhere. The number one project halt order for our ERP clients has been supply chain related. That is the top reason people have paused their current ERP and other digitization projects is supply chain disruption. China, of course, is a huge issue. From some manufacturers, they've got parts, uh, assemblies, even complete manufactured products have become impossible to source. Factories are closed and shipments delayed. It's hard to spin up an ERP project when you're all hands on deck to build a stateside factory because staying in business is going to depend on whether or not you can have product to sell. Similarly, demand changes have affected supply chains, just like South Mountain, Bigger demand is creating huge shortages of raw materials, packaging, and containers. All of these are opportunities for businesses to shift what they're doing with their business and supply these new emerging manufacturers. Supplying manufacturers, secondary raw material support. Manufacturing is getting ready to boom like never before, and it's going to start from the ground up. So here's the thing. The equilibrium of human activity is already starting to pressure reopening of business in America. However, different drivers of behavior are going to create disruption in the business landscape, which will then result in aftershocks, so to speak. You may need to shift or completely change the focus of your business multiple times coming out of the lockdown. And the second wave, third wave, fourth wave supply chain disruptions that will probably occur. Is good enough good enough? Traditional technology could tell us in the aggregate whether or not we were making money. But aren't there already questions that you had with traditional systems that couldn't answer? Reports you've asked for that didn't really never seem to get? 
Do you have the reporting to be able to look at the analytics surrounding your company's products and services? And are you at the stage where you're approaching AI and business intelligence level data? If not, how are you going to spot the trends and identify the winners among your offerings and cut loose those unprofitable segments of your business? And this is a do we stay in business or not question. Stop thinking about one-time reopening in the post-lockdown economy. Instead of a single adjustment, it's more likely to be managing supply chain aftershocks year after year. Really, so think about it. What did you do with the money? Everything you've spent on technology the past few years. When the crisis hit, was your technology in crisis? Perhaps it's time to refocus your technology spending today. Because the decisions you make coming out of the lockdown are going to be based on the information you have at hand. And if we were to go back to my old MBA professor, Phil Mizzy, he'd tell you better information will yield better decision making. Digital companies rely on better information. Digital companies monetize better information. In closing, there are actions you can take immediately, starting with repurposing the technology budget that you'd planned in a different era to take on the initiatives of today geared more towards the challenges we'll all face. And then prioritizing how technology deploys to drive new opportunities and understanding the value of system improvements with your customers. All things we work with at Profit from ERP. And while ERP is the base, we're also helping integrate with different operational systems, marketing improvements, related apps, integrated systems, and organic digitization of your entire operation. And we have the connections to do it with experts that can help you with a full digital transformation to different suppliers, softwares, and business consultants that help make it all work. Profit from ERP. It's a consultancy with expertise far beyond our internal resources, but expanding nationwide with dozens of partner organizations, all geared to bringing you the expertise where you need it, when you need it. Like we said, if your plan is to conserve cash and wait and see, (laughs) that one's a little too scary for us to get involved. But if your aim is to repurpose the resources you have to come out of the lockdown twice as good as you went in, contact us anytime at info at profitfromerp.com. I'm your host, Gene Hammonds, MBA. Thanks in no part to Phil Mizzy and his quantitative decision-making 502 class. And I'm the director of Profit from ERP. Stay safe, my friends. Special note to interested vendors, I do accept Friday afternoon golf invitations and gift cards from Ping Golf, much preferred over another voicemail. And please do subscribe to our podcast and like us on Apple Podcasts so others can discover the ERP podcast. We'll see you next time. Copyright 2020 Rolling Thunder Studios, LLC, Brenham, Texas.